the ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. It's that time of the day. The ABC's Word Wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here willing and able to talk to you about words, language and linguistics. And Rolly, you would like to talk about... You? I would indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Consider mm. the letter U. Okay. At the start of a word. Yes. Sometimes it's pronounced with a U and sometimes it is not. So usual, mm-hmm. right? You just write U, letter U, but it's got a U in front of it. Mm-hmm. So usual, um, uniform, unit, all of those, just U by itself, but we pronounce it with a U. Other ones don't. Uninformed, umbrella, or allege. Do you know what allage is? I do not. Ah. Allage is the amount by which, a, say, a barrel is not full. It's the bit which is left at the top. Or the liquid that has been lost by evaporation or a hole in the barrel or something to make it less than full. We're talking in viticultural terms, aren't we? Absolutely. Wonderful. Enological, in, in, in actually, as well, because hmm. it's wine. But the, the interesting thing here is that U is sometimes pronounced with a U and sometimes not at the start of a word. Now, when it's in the middle of a word... As you said, the news or the news, what's happening here? Because there's an N-U-D-E surfing carnival in Sydney, Mm -hmm. which has been called the Sydney Nude Surfing Carnival for at least 15 years. As opposed to nude. And I would say nude because that's the way I I grew up. I beg your pardon. Was what I was told to say when I was growing up. Hmm. Right. And in N-E-W-S, as you said, now there are increasing people around this organisation who are starting to say news, which is the American one. Now, would you say that's a new idea? I don't know. It seems very strange to me. But what is curious here is that it happens after N, so nude and news. It happens after a group of sounds, all of which are made with your tongue pressing against the little bony ridge behind your teeth. It's called the alveolar ridge. So N and L Mm. and T and D, tune and dune, right? And S and Z. And that could be at the end of a word as well, like attitude, attitude. Attitude, attitude in America, attitude, attitude. So in the middle, after a consonant. And what's happening here is that the Americans have got rid of the Y. Okay, so that all of these words like tune and dune, all right, have just lost the year. We keep it, but at reasonable speed, we'll turn it into something different, which is like, like Tuesday, ch, Tuesday. Now, what's happened? Tia, Tuesday, has become Tuesday. Hmm. And tia becoming ch is called palatalization because we're moving the sound towards the palate. That's the, the bony bit at the top of your mouth. So t becomes ch and dia, as in dune, becomes june. What about j? As yes. in ingenuity, rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same idea, yeah. Oh, hang on, ingenuity, yes. Yeah. That's a G-E. That's a G-E, not a G-U. Yeah. Genuity. It's not oo. The, the, the important thing is the sound oo, all right? Huh. Now, this is weird because it also came up in the word S-U-I-T, a man's suit or suit. Oh, suit. Absolutely. Suit? That suit. Is was that it? really how it was said? In Britain, suit. among the upper classes, you went to Savile Row to get a suit. Oh, a bespoke tailor okay. would make you a suit. a suit. And L-E-W-D, now there's another one, L. Is that the group of 
sounds. I would say lewd. Lewd. A but lewd, lewd gesture. Yeah, but what lewd, the British say lewd, lewd. or the L-U-T-E, which is a an instrument. Lute. A lute. I'd say lute, but I've heard the British lute. dictionaries tend to say L and then the y sound is in brackets, which means huh. there are people who say it. Now, that's just the start of the story, uh, but I, I think this is very important because a lot of people will vacillate over nude and nude, and they... they Sometimes we just imitate the people we're with because if, you, if they say it one way and you say it the other way, it sounds almost as if you're telling them off. You know, I know better, you've got it wrong type of thing. But then when people in news organisations like this one start saying news, it starts propagating quite quickly, people will imitate, and this is one of the sounds of English which is actually in motion at the moment. And the Australian English pattern is gradually being overwritten by the American one and nude and news are the, the thin end of the wedge. And I think that some of them, like suit, have already got there. Lewd, certainly for me, has never had a year. Lewd sounds overcareful. Right. But it really is an interesting thing because, you know, dubious, right? The Americans would say dubious. And we in hurry would say dubious as a j. And so watch out for de, dieu, and do. Right, it's on on the way, folks, and you will hear more and more of it. And I've got one awful example: the the word a z u r e. How do you pronounce that? A z u r e. Azure. Azure. Okay. The dictionaries don't know what to do. Some of them say je Asia because it's got an u in it. Azure. Mm. Right. Some of them say Asia uh, and uh, Azure. It's one of these words which we really don't know about. Um, now, at the end of that story, I've said it was T, D, and L, N, and so on. It also happens in the name of an insurance, medical insurance company called BUPA, which is always in Australia pronounced Bupa. Bupa. Yeah. yeah. But I was in England four weeks ago, and all of the ads and all of the people were saying Bupa. Bupa. With a Y. Right. Mm. Now, this, is, this means that the. the the year is getting lost, not only after my TDZ group and things, but also after B. Now, think of other ones like the Q Gardens. Would that be a Q Gardens? I don't think so. Q Gardens. Q, Q Gardens. I was, I was born in Q in Melbourne, and that definitely is a Q. The, the, the Y sound is there. So that after K, I think the, the Y is holding up okay. But uh, and muse m the cat. What does it do? It doesn't moo. That, that's the cow. Oh, mew like mew. Yeah, that's right. It's like a, a it's a mew. There's mew. a mew. there's a y yes. before the oo sound. Yes. So those ones are holding up all right. But the the ones which are at risk are the ones where you put your tongue against this alveolar ridge just behind your teeth. T D S Z L N, and those are the sounds which, for some reason, don't like having a y in America and which in Australia are getting shot at from all sides. Very interesting. Listen out, folks. Okay. Rolly, I want to take you to Budrum now mm -hmm. because, Rob, I understand you are Canadian. How do you pronounce the word N-E-W-S? Rob, hi. Hello. How are you? Yes, the old U sound. Yes. Um, I, as a child and as a teenager growing up in Canada, we... The, the people on the street would say news. Mm -hmm. However, the official broadcaster of the nation, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, mm. were, the, were sort of the beacons of proper Canadian English, <laughs> the custodians of, of proper Canadian English. They would say 
And now here's the news. Yes. Um, but they would default to what I would call a more British pronunciation of the word. Did right. And the same thing happened with the word constitution. Oh, yes. Thank now, you. Um, the word constitution, as I went to union and everything, we called it the constitution. The, the Americans are always talking about the constitution. Mm-hmm. We used to say constitution, too. But when I came to Australia, I started, I've been here 30 years now, and I've started adopting the Australian ways. Um, so for me, it would sound ludicrous for me to say constitution mm-hmm. um, when I know that the word is actually locally, the word is constitution. Mm. So I have actually transitioned, I've migrated my mm. accent or my pronunciation of words after having lived here for. Uh. Some thirty years. Yeah. Okay. Interesting story. And you're dead right. The the spoken Canadian patterns tend to follow the American ones because there's so much American TV uh, and radio, you know, which is audible in Canada. But you've just produced another one for us. Ludicrous. 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 I, now, I, I have some British fans who say ludicrous. Right. Um, and of course, uh, the BBC definitely. This is the news, and here is so and so reading it. Yeah. That was the British plan. You're, you're dead right, Rob. Uh, the British one and the Canadian one, also British and American spelling uh, in a tug of war in Canada. And the Canadian dictionaries tend to be a bit conservative. They tend to follow spelling quite often the British way, but not always. But the pronunciation of Canadian English is, you know, depending on whether it's younger or older generation, you'll hear constitution or constitution hmm. among older people. Somewhat, but but great. And again, Canada is is probably more advanced than we are on the, on the path towards Americanization. Stupendous, Rob. <laughs> thank you very much. Stupendous. Uh, to to Carol at Bundaberg now. Okay, Carol. Hi. How are you going? Very well, thank you, Carol. I have a I have a follow up question for you, but I would love for you to ask Rolly's question first. It will all make sense in a moment, Rolly. But Carol, yes. please go okay. ahead. Just I've always said contribute, mm. um, and now they say, I can't think of a lot of other words, but contribute. Ah, yes. Contribute, contribute. Yep, this, yeah. is, this has come up once or twice before. Um, this is actually an odd British thing. Now, putting the stress on the first syllable sometimes happens in American English, and as a result of that, we say Azerbaijan rather than Azerbaijan. Okay. And the British, for some reason, started saying contribute and distribute about 10, 15 years ago. The BBC is doing it. Lots of Most of the people I heard in England three or four weeks ago were saying that. And the older, firm, uh, older form is what we say, contribute and distribute and so on. Uh, but the, the Brits have gone off on a, on a new tangent for some reason just with those two words. All right? And so you're well, well observed. You've, you're onto something. But the, the interesting thing will be how long it takes to take root in Australia, and it's starting to. Hmm. We, it is, definitely. We yeah. tend to imitate other people because I think we're, we're a little bit insecure about our pronunciation. A lot of people in this country are not quite sure what's the right way to go. It's also just such a wonderful story of multiculturalism and different ways of doing things in this country. Um, Hey, Carol, Carol. Now, my Uh, question is for you, Carol, is this this the first time you've called this program? It is, isn't it? Okay. Rolly, could you pass me that little box beside you on the bed? Thank you very much. Now, can you just take the lid off the box? Thank you. Can you ask the band to wake up and get ready because Carol's on the line? This one? Yeah, that. thank you. Right. Wake up. Carol's here. Here we go. Carol, this is for you. Welcome to the family. Here's the band. <laughs> Did you know 
now I keep a marching band in a box on the... Did you know that, Rolling? Were you a bit oh, surprised? I haven't been had the band inflicted on me before. <laughs> Lovely. What a good idea. I love, I love band. Oh, good. There you Excellent. go. Well, we love to hear from you, Carol. Don't be a stranger. Welcome to the family. Carol at Bundaberg on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. My name's Kat. Professor Rolly Sussex is here and the marching band is um, possibly hoping for a lie down now. That's their second performance today, Rolly. Are they? Yeah, okay. So they've backed up beautifully. Kath in Kingaroy. Another Kath. Hello, Kath. Hello, Kath. How are you? Very well. What would you like to know or say? I'd like to ask Rolly. I've been hearing a lot lately the get from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And also, too, when people are saying it, it quite often sounds like from the gecko. <laughs> yes. Very well done. You don't want it from the ghetto, which is something quite different. Um, the get-go is American, and it means from the start. Uh, it's, I don't know, again, why we give away perfectly good words that we use, but from the get-go, it's a bit like I want some coffee to go rather than take away, okay? A takeaway was, again, an American invention, but we, we, we adopted that, okay, fine. But I actually heard the, from the get-go first from Richard Feidler, no less, who is a great user of English. Um, and get-go simply means, uh, you know, from the beginning. There you go. There you go. Okay. American. Thank you, Kath, at Kingaroy. David at Emerald. Good afternoon, David. Afternoon, folks. How are you doing? Very well. What would you like to know? Um, just a little comment about your oohs and sounds. Um, I come from a, a Scottish family, actually, yes. and um, and we say the word Uber. Mm-hmm. Oh, Not really? Uber. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is interesting. Uh, th- is that what they say in Scotland? In Glasgow, yes. Okay. Uber. Right, because Uber, of course, is, is, is a German word meaning over. Um, and and no, U-B-E-R is always pronounced Uber in German. But I, I didn't realise that the Scots have looked at this and said, oh, this is one of the world li- words like uniform, which is a U at the start. We'll give it one. I've never heard Uber being Uber in Australia. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Long live the Scots. <laughs> By the way, I think, I think educated Scottish English is one of the most beautiful varieties mm. of the language. Do you remember John Hanna in Four Weddings and a Funeral? Yes. Oh. Gorgeous. Oh. Yeah. As uh, sweet and tasty to listen to as custard is to eat. Rolly. Uh, but Ian at Springfield, uh, you wanted to, <laughs> to make a point about the name of a band uh, who gave us a song a little moment ago, a band that I, I played here on the radio. Ian, go ahead. Yeah, hi, Kat. Hi, Rolly. How are you going? Uh, hello there. Good, well, thank good. you. Um, my, my query is, and apologies in advance if this is a repeat, but my query is the word maroon or maroon, oh, as yeah. in I could be marooned on an island, mm-hmm. but if I play for a certain football team, I'm maroon. Yes. I'm a maroon. Mm-hmm. I could even be a maroon marooned on an island. Listening yeah. to maroon or maroon five. five. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, so which is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maroon being being um, left on an island with nobody to help you uh, comes from, from French and is, is, is way, way back. But the maroon... Uh, for the maroon maroon for the football team again is French, and it used to be the word for chestnut. Originally, the 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 nut, and about two hundred years later, and we're going back to the sixteenth century now. Two hundred years later, we started using it for the colour, and I think they they adopted it for the. I mean, if you've got the blues, you've got to have a colour on the other side, and the purples doesn't go quite so well, you know. Go but, the mighty 
purples. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Got it. We'll, we'll get to the Titan shortly, won't we? Well, hey, listen now. Hang on a second. Uh, shall we move to Gimpy now then with Let's Vivian? Let's do that. Uh, Vivian, uh, you've got a question about someone changing a yes, saying. Um, Go ahead. I wanted to know if Riley knew who decides to change words. Like we don't have groups of people anymore. We have cohorts. Ah, and yes. We don't, we don't become affected by anything. We become Impacted. Ah, yes. So who decides that? Okay. Well, why? Well well observed. Okay. Um, Sometimes it's journalists, people who are in the public eye, and when they start using these for impact or for emphasis or something or trying to find a a more colourful way of speaking, they use it and other people say, think, you know, gee, that's good, I'll do the same and follow along. So uh, this is bottom-up language change. And it, it happens all the time with pronunciation, you know, with new words, uh, with the get-go, for example, which first arrived as an Americanism and people thought, ooh, don't like that. And a year later, they're all using it and no one pays any attention anymore. You can change the language top-down. And this is when someone uh, decides that it's going to be different. And they do this in, in France with their French Academy, which actually dictates about the language. And if a journalist uses an English word where there's a good French one, they take them to court and fine them. Blimey. <laughs> I mean, sacre bleu. You, sacre bleu. You, you have to be very careful in France. So, um, so the, Vivian, the, these are bits of usage. And sometimes it's, someone makes a mistake. Um, and sometimes, well, for example, here's an interesting one. The word debt with a B. There's a perfectly good English word debt, D-E-T-T-E, uh, which is a thousand years old. But the D-E-B-T came about because someone looked at the Latin word debitum and thought, oh, if the Latin's got a B, there should be one in English, we'll pop it in. So that was actually a result of someone... This word really ought to have a B in it. That's right, and they gave it one. <laughs> and so the, the odd thing is that these can take root and then become standard. Blimey. So listen out for unusual uses on particularly... Well, there, there are people like Warwick Hatfield who's very good at, at being a creative user of language. Watch out for those and see if they take root because they can sometimes. Very good question, Vivian. Thank you very much. I'll keep moving because we uh, want to get through as many calls as possible before your last word, Professor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peter at The Gap, concerning the letter U. Would you go ahead, please, Peter? Hi. Yes, uh, Raleigh. The word quid is Mm -hmm. Q-U-I-D, but you don't say the word letter dear. Could. Oh, Could. Okay, all of the QU ones uh, come from French and Latin originally, uh, where, where it was pronounced, um, well, particularly in Latin, was qu. And the word for queen in Old English was C-W-E-N-E, C-W-E-N-E, quena. And when the French, you know, the Norman Conquest happened in 1066, they brought French spelling patterns with them. And after a while, they just gave up the English and started spelling it the French way, although they kept the pronunciation. Um, and things like quiver as well. You know, the Q-U is a qu. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Uh, and finally, to the Sunshine Coast uh, and Sandy, last question this afternoon. Sandy, hello. Yeah, hi, hi um, Kat. Hi, Riley. Uh, mm. Just wanted to know why in English we double up letters like in tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two ends and in... Spanish, it's always just the one end, and in accept, it's accept. Mm-hmm. So with two Cs, and the Latin is uh, uh, aceta, A-C-E-P-T. Mm-hmm. So there's only ever one. Accept. There's yes, only yes. one 
in uh, one letter in in the Latin words, mm-hmm. but we, we seem to double up the letters for some reason in English. That's right. Or like stop and stopping. Mm. The stop is one P and stopping is two. Uh, the the reason is that if it was S-T-O-P-I-N-G, we'd think about pronouncing it something like stoping. Now, English adopted a pattern about writing two consonants together f- to mark the the vowel shorter before it as being short. So stoping, right, is a long one, but O-P-P is op, stopping. And it happened about the 14th century. It's a habit we've got into now. The Americans don't always do it with things like dueler, um, they they write D-U-E-L-E-R, not D-U-E-L-L-E-R. So it's not consistent over all of English. But with sounds like T, fitting and so on, if you had F-I-T-I-N-G, I think we might think, oh, fighting or something, right? So that the double T tells you how to pronounce the vowel before it. Well observed. Very good, yeah. Sandy. Thank you very much. Professor Rowley Sussex, your Lord of Language, at 20 minutes to three, having a word in your ear here on ABC Brisbane and Queensland. I'm Kat Feeney. Professor, your last word, please. Forget about falling in love. I'd rather fall in chocolate. <laughs> oh, very good. Hey, Professor, what did the, uh, the heart say to the circulatory system? I don't know. I ought to do something about... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'll give you that I one. Order. I order. Thank you. 15 love to cat. Thank you very much. ABC.